Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. You Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Cat. Underoos! So many snacks, so many We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is up, everybody? It is time once again for Marvel on RMD. And this time, it's the Loki edition. I'm your host, the one and only Bobby D. And joining me are my time travel buddies, it seems to be. Uh, Paul. Hey. And Lauren. Hello. We seem to be the ones that uh, pull on all the multiverse time travel type shows. And... We will be discussing Loki, which is going to be the third of the Disney shows to come out. Now, I want to start with you, Paul. Uh, You and Lauren both, when I threw out the whole who wants to do it, were the first two, like, give me Loki. I want Loki. What are your expectations coming into this show? God, I hope it's at least half as good as Legends. (laughs) <laughs> half as good as legends so what did you just give it so a 35 yeah standard okay i hope it's more than a 35 i love tom hiddleston's loki i you know whatever mcu blah 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 we've all seen all of it at this point um yeah you know there's a perfect setup with uh you know that scene in Endgame and like from that scene and then he disappears and oh what the fuck and the movie just keeps going like I've I've been waiting for this series I wanted to know what happened and uh since Endgame spoilers he gets real dead um this was this was me getting more of the character that at the beginning of the movie I was sure I wasn't going to get to see much more of so you know just uh, across the board excited now based on the previous two shows um and my own yeah, feelings watching them my own predictions while things were happening um everything has just been like right where it needs to be for me to have a great fucking time so that that is what i'm coming into this with um i want this to be great i expect it to be great and uh i guess without without going into anything so far um i am being satisfied all right paul is satisfied lauren I'm also satisfied. I don't I I expected this to be good. Um and I expected it to be weird in um in a not so like over the top way. So like like you mentioned, uh we talk about some time travely stuff and things and whatever. So we cover Legends of Tomorrow. Um I expected Loki to be on par quality wise with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier because those shows are top notch. It is some of the best fun TV that's on right now and accessible. Um 
but I also expected it to be weird in a way that I think is a little bit more palatable for a lot of viewers, um, a little more like cool and grounded than like Legends of Tomorrow type of wacky weird time travel and like nonsense going on. Um, yeah, I expect it to be like a like a the cool kids are watching this kind of time travel show. Yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, it, it does. So for myself. And this is going to seem weird. After I've been covering, you know, I covered WandaVision and then we moved on to Winter Soldier. Now we've moved on to this. I really don't know what my expectations were other than it was going to it's going to be good. Uh, Because what I thought WandaVision was going to be, it wasn't. What I thought Winter Soldier and, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to be, it wasn't. Like, and so I expect this show to be something completely different than the two previous shows because they have both exceeded my expectations and both been completely different than what I thought was going in. I really thought, like, WandaVision, you know, uh, was going to be this whole, like, introduction to the multiverse. And, you know, you're reading all that bullshit that, you know, we've come across over the, the months as far as rumors and everything else. I really thought Winter Soldier was going to end up being more of a James Bond spy type thing that was going on, not the kind of... A, a political type storyline that they went with, you know, and, and seeing like all these characters get explained in a certain way and all of them had, and you understand what they're thinking, you know, whether, and they're having really no true villain because you can see the right in all of them. So coming into this, it's just like, all right, like what, what do I expect I expect nothing at this point. I I am just going to sit here and and go back and look back at these things and enjoy each one for what they are because they're probably going to do something that I can't put my thumb on at this point. So, uh, but again, with, with Tom, you know, being Loki again, I it, it, that's all I need. It, like he, it could be a one man show to where he's just sitting in a three room type friends studio doing his thing. And I would just buy it because the character, in my opinion, uh, should have been used a lot more in the movies. I mean, he was used a lot, but I, I mean, he was one of the ones that always stole the show when he was on. And yeah. so to see like this character to get his just do on this show is exciting for me yeah like like you said he was he was in the 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 mcu you know the whole fucking thing he was in it a lot but he there are scenes where like loki is loki and like it doesn't matter what's happening or who else is in that scene it is all about loki and not enough of the scenes that loki was in were those kind of scenes yeah and now we got a whole ass show that can be nothing but that. Yeah. And so if you guys are a fan of the show before, um, as much as I try to avoid all these things, it, it is funny to see what people think on the internet. 
and their speculations and their rumors. Like I'm, I've spent five years on the radio doing nothing but speculations. It's what I've known for, but the things that go on with the Marvel and the MCU and knowing that Fox is now part of it and that we own X-Men and we own Fantastic Four and how are we going to introduce those type of characters? It's funny to see how it's going to be introduced. So we will continue that bit going through Loki. And this week will be how Loki could introduce the Squadron Supreme. So, uh... I don't have <laughs> any background on the Squadron Supreme. It's again, I'm not as versed on Marvel, but uh, as I am for DC. So you guys can chime in anytime that you want. But uh, they are saying that they will introduce this as a part of Loki. But there are also people that are saying there's elements of this that are too big to introduce. Now, this is one of those things that it'll probably continue to come up. And if it's not this, it's going to be X-Men. And if it's not this, it's going to be Reed Richards and Doom and everybody else. (laughs) Uh, Do you guys know anything about the Squadron Supreme? I want to say that, you know, no, fuck it. Um... I mean, because reading, reading this, it's like they're comparing it to Justice League type characters. Well, it's, yeah, they're not they're not like the Suicide Squad. That's like the Thunderbolts. Um, and obviously, like the Avengers would be the Justice League type characters. Squadron Supreme was. I thought they were all like, like good guys. Well, doing good stuff. Um, but they're all like B and C list characters and they don't all like they're not all the best people but they're like doing good stuff i i that is that is my very limited you know whatever so as far as like characters on the team and like that kind of shit nah nah because that that changes up and i don't i don't have any of that information so just uh go ahead and go ahead and read whatever you've got to read i don't want to click the link because i don't like that website okay that is fine you don't have to click that link and i will not promote the website to save paul yes but, you could promote him. You already uh, clicked it. I'm just not going to give him a click. No, I'm not going to promote him on the on, Yeah, on fuck the those show. guys. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> uh, so uh, th- there are some people in this group that include a Superman-like strongman uh, named Hyper... Hyperion. Hyperion, thank you. Hyperbole. Yes, hyperbole. Hyperbole. <laughs> a wealthy brood Batman-esque businessman named Nighthawk, a Black Canary-esque singer... With a sonic cry named Lady Lark and other aspects of this Squadron Supreme oh, that yes. differ from their counterparts. Straight up, isn't I'm sorry I'm sorry to cut you off, but isn't like the Squadron Supreme's whole fucking gimmick that they are like literally just rip off DC characters? It, yes, it looks yeah. that way. Power yes. Princess is Wonder Woman. Um and they figure out that she is constructed by uh Mephisto and King of the Amazons. Yes. So I think we are, I think this is going to be our stretch for this, this season. Like with all the things that they've announced for Marvel over the next couple of years and everything else, 
I just don't see this fitting into their plans. They have so much other things going on. And we've talked about it in previous shows that a lot of these shows that have been put out so far are building more towards West Coast Avengers than they are any other squad that's out there. And like when when we are still waiting for Fantastic Four and X-Men to be intertwined, I just I don't think we need you know, these, you know, again, like BC list teams of characters that are like, like their, 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 their point of origin is like DC ripoff things. So then you put them, you know, in the mainstream, you put them on screens or whatever, and the audience can clearly make that distinction. And are they upset about it? Do they understand like, you know, back at when they were, when they were created, why this was done? And like, we just, we just don't need to deal with any of that right now. Go ahead, Lauren. Yeah, it just seems like too much. I, I really, I don't think that any sort of Squadron Supreme or Squadron Sinister would pop up. I think if anything else, Squadron Sinister would be more likely than Squadron Supreme. I just, I think that while most people aren't stupid and whatever, I still think that um, <sighs> introducing another like squad like that like hero squad is just kind of too much right now especially because we don't know which version of the squadron supreme we would get um the the most recent one that i know of is actually like a government sanctioned group to act in place of the avengers on behalf of the government so like it just seems it seems like everything else that's going on in the marvel cinematic and tv universe right now is heading in different directions and this would be too much this seems like it doesn't need to happen so i i'm i'm not really riding the um the the squadron supreme train right now no like like i said it it, the the signs are pointing if they're gonna do a squad meetup is gonna be west coast avengers especially with the, the the future of knowing that we we have uh, Hawkeye coming and you know it's going to introduce his daughter and yep. we, we already have uh, US agent we already have uh, you know vision out there white vision out there it's probably going towards that if we're going to get a team up so but we, we will continue to have fun and read what kind of bullshit that people want to put out there for clickbait because it's always up for debate and that's what we like to do now one of the things that Marvel has been killing it at is people watching this. That, you know, at one point, WandaVision was the most watched show in the world. Um, and this show has not changed that at all. And we are recording on Thursday after the premiere, which was Wednesday. Early numbers. Wednesday's world premiere drew 890,000 U.S. households that watched it on the streaming service in its first day. It was the largest U.S. premiere day uh, for any Marvel's uh, Disney Plus shows. Um, So that just shows you what Loki's drawing power would be. Um, 
before it was, of course, Winter Soldier, which drew 759. And then before that was WandaVision at 655,000 people. Now, that one day total is bigger than some of the shows we cover on CW. And so that is uh, an amazing number. And again, that's just the U.S. households. And it, it just shows you what the power of the Marvel Universe and Disney Plus is at this point to pull that kind of number right off the bat. That's surprising. Uh, Like I'm all for it and cool. Good news. Uh, But that's surprising to me because like when WandaVision was on, um, I feel like a lot of people at work and like, you know, group chats with my friends that I'm in and, you know, just whatever, like everyone was talking about WandaVision like all the time. And you had to like, when you entered a conversation, you had to be like, this is how far I've seen. Don't ruin the show for me before like any conversation could go on from there. And with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I feel like it was it was even more like just like everybody was talking about that show. And I have heard I mean, we're only one episode in and in less than 24 hours. Right. But nobody I have not heard anybody talk about this at all. And and, okay, let's just get into the. Do you have anything on this, Lauren, before I just get into the show here? uh, Okay, so um, definitely people that I hang out with and choose to talk to for sure were looking forward to WandaVision and watched it. Um, But I know that other people that I talked to who were like strangers or like this and that. Just other people that I don't really know. They were like, oh, really? Oh, is it good? Or like I saw people saying like, I don't know. It took me a while to get into the first couple episodes. I really had to push myself through it. And like, I'm glad I did. But I don't know. I, I just wasn't really interested at first. Um, Loki, however, is a character that everyone knows and like has more of an attachment to from the Avengers movies than um, Falcon, unfortunately. Um, people just, people love Loki and Thor and they I mean, love the two of them together and like at each other's throats. Loki's been in of like actual Avengers movies as well. And I'm not saying that Falcon hasn't or anything like that. It's just that like people love that character and people are more hyped about Loki, which probably has a lot to do with Tom Hiddleston. Um, people love yeah, I, Bucky too, though, like, you yeah, know, but not the same way they love loki right just in my but experience you got, you got falcon and bucky in that one show and like honestly i was less hyped for falcon and winter soldier i honestly i didn't even know if i was gonna watch it as it was coming oh, out like personally that's same, how i felt about it but i feel like the um you know whatever the the populace more people were because because you knew what you were going to get it was a story with both of those guys and one of them was probably going to end up being captain america and like that's what that show was going to be whereas wandavision from the start you were like what the fuck is this and if you're not like already like oh i'm about this then like there was a chance you weren't even going to watch it at all until all of your other friends were like hey this is great yeah i think beyond just the characters too though you have to think that like now so so there's a chunk of people who never even had, you know, Disney Plus to begin with. And they're like, well, I don't know. Like, there doesn't seem to be enough new content coming out. Like, one Star Wars show a year? We'll see. But as these shows have come out, WandaVision surprised everyone, was incredible, was so good. Um, people who didn't expect to like it loved it. And and the numbers just kept growing um, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, where, where people were like... Okay, maybe that show wasn't for me, but I'm going to try this one. Or people went, WandaVision was incredible. 
even though I wasn't hyped about Falcon and Winter Soldier, I expect this to be incredible too. And now that the people like there, there's a track record of quality here now. We're we're onto the third show, and there's a proven track record of budget, of you know visual expectations to meet, of writing, writing, of, acting, you know, yes. background of characters. Yeah, so. you're 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 dealing with what is going to end up being, and and whoever falls off, say it's Miss Marvel or Hawkeye, whatever one doesn't beat the number, of course everybody's going to look at it as a failure. Uh, what's happening here is that, like you said, it, it's the momentum of good shows that are consistently coming out from Marvel that is going to draw more people to it in this initial 24 hour period. You know, at, at the end of the day, WandaVision was seen like I think the hours were like 900 million or something or close to a billion hours of watching it because that's how they do streaming services, you know, and and that's going to be the ultimate goal for these things is to see what the end game um, type scenario looks like of how many hours do they really get. And so, you know, Loki is in a prime position that is riding off the momentum of two solid shows, like Lauren said. And, and you know, uh, let me just do this intro real quick. We're covering uh, Glorious Purpose. It's episode one. Uh, it was uh, directed by Kate Heron, written by Michael Waldron, and created by Mulder- Michael Waldron. I wonder if he's going to be the showrunner and the writer for all episodes because they seem to keep with the same people. Um on these shows but uh paul you talked about that you don't see like the buzz like or the the conversations going on about what people think this is and i think a lot of it has to do with this episode being more of a uh a a prologue like let me look at this and let me get like a setup like there was nothing to kind of like speculation wise to go off of for them to write these 10,000 articles out there or to bring up the, the water cooler type discussions on this is what is going on. What you got out of this is like, we're looking at Loki 2.0. I, I, I guess like, I don't know. I feel like, like sure. Um, and also like part of this is just me because a lot of times when I, when I watched something, um, like if I'm playing a game or I, it's time to eat some chowder, um, I like I'll pop something on that I've seen a billion times because it doesn't matter and I can like pause it in the middle and you know because I'm done eating and go do something else. But when I'm watching like something, something that I'm reviewing or just something that I care about, oh, there's a new episode of this out. Um, like I, I pay the fuck attention if if I get a phone call or a text or something, I'll, I'll like I'll pause it before I even look at my phone with this show. My like my personal hype for what the show was, you know, getting more Loki, getting Tom Hiddleston. Um, I paused this episode whenever I laughed because there was so many opportunities to miss so many things and. I just I feel like all all of that is, you know, stuff to talk about. And then like speculation, I guess, isn't for everyone. Some people love to do it. Some people are really bad at it. Um, and some people just don't care and they just want like the next thing. No reason to guess when it's just going to happen anyway. Um, but I just I feel like there's so many opportunities for conversations just with that, just about you know, growth, and I, I don't want to get too far into it because we have to have more to talk about after this opening. No, you're, but you're fine. There's um, 
it just just so so much character development for like Loki and other people and and just the seeds for what the story is going to be and what this series is. I feel like there's plenty to talk about, but uh, yes. that's you, again, you, you, it is on me that I forgot, I guess, that this fucking show has only been out for like 24 hours as of recording. So, yeah, and, and, and you're right. There, there is so much to talk about, but that's the thing. Like everything that they're talking about right now uh, that you can talk about that we'll talk about are absolutes. Like we learned so much in this hour-long episode of well, what Loki's destiny really is and how what he is his dealing- glorious purpose yes if you what will. his glorious purpose was and it, it wasn't what every or you know what he's been monologuing about about taking over and doing all these things you know you he watched this character who thought he was on one path and they used the storytelling and the writing and everything so good to explain that the, the you know that that wasn't his destiny that his destiny was to help create the avengers and to die and to do all this not what he had in his head as this is what i'm about yeah. and and so i think that they had to kind of strip him down a little bit of the arrogance and this is what I'm about so they could use him as what however they are in this show yeah um so I think that's why you might not see people posting or and and and, and honest to god it could be people don't know it came out on a Wednesday. This is the yeah. first Marvel show that's come out midweek. Yeah, hasn't hasn't a lot of yeah. the Disney Plus stuff been Fridays? Everything's been Friday, but they have Bad yes, Batch everything. coming out. Yeah, they have Bad Batch coming out on Fridays. Back, back to Mandalorian season one, the their big like you know premiere show. Everything has been on Fridays. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of things at play there. I think there's some people who like maybe they just. I haven't gotten to it yet because they forgot that it came out on a Wednesday or, um, you know, I'll watch it this weekend. <laughs> yeah. But also for me, like I watched it. I loved it. I was hyped. It was heartfelt. It was funny. It was clever. There were Easter eggs. It was so many things. Um, but it was kind of what I expected it to be. So I don't really feel like I have a lot to, um, to chat with people casually about you know what i mean other than just like oh yeah it was good oh yeah it was cool oh yeah it's what i expected and that doesn't mean it you know it was any less than or whatever it was fucking great it was really good and a solid prologue to to start out this new series and this new adventure for loki um but it was the type of story that i was expecting so there was nothing crazy surprising for me um, in terms of just storytelling itself, like I, when they announced the show, um, my my biggest concern was that like I really liked the Loki that died. I liked the that that character, what that character had become. I liked Loki with all of yeah. that development, and you know we were going back to like first appearance Loki, 
um, who's who's like a whole ass different character. And so that was, you know, just a, a, a mild whole ass dick. Um, that was a mild concern that I had. And not not that it even means anything. Right. Like, it's not like the show about that guy's going to be bad. It's just I'm going to be consistently reminded of the Loki that I miss while seeing this shit bird. Um, but they. In, in this first episode with, you know, uh, him him playing the real and kind of seeing the life that that Loki lived out up to his own death and like watching him watch that. And it, it by no means just just put him on a fast track to like instantly becoming that character. But it did a lot to transition him from the character that he was in that first movie closer to the one that got killed in endgame um and that just just as a point of like okay character development in this first episode that for me that's a lot that is something that like i would i would talk to people about that's something that i feel like i need to talk about right now um and then the I mean, just the fucking title, the glorious purpose, Loki's entire, like Loki even dying was irrelevant. His entire purpose was to cause suffering to better other people. And like, you know, Bob said it where, you know, he basically just makes the Avengers, but like the wording was he causes misery and suffering. He kills people in order to make these other people the best versions of themselves. And then, like, he doesn't matter anymore after that. And, like, that shit's fucking humbling. Like, and, you know, that that's something else. That Even if the conversation ended there, just, like, that, that thought is a big thing for me. And I'm just, like, I'm... For a setup episode, this did so much for me. And I'm so excited to see, like, where we go from here. Because I thought we were going to have to get, like, half way through the fucking series or even close to the end before i got the character in kind of this frame of mind yeah but i i think they they did a good job at establishing that early so we're not questioning on what the intentions and what is going on is that they, they had to do this as soon as possible and sometimes i think because we've spent so much time covering longer shows that they draw these things out you know, when you, I, I'm not sure, is it six or eight for this season? Um, but it, they're short seasons, so they don't necessarily have the time to be like, wait till next week and then we'll explain this more because we're going to have to get into the story. Um, and so they move six episodes. So we have six hours of television, basically, uh, to, to go off of. So you don't have that. And I think that's because, like, we expect them to, like you said, Episode three, we'll figure out what the hell the deal is. They don't have time. You know, they, they do concise storytelling and and they have to get these things set up properly right now. You know, whether it's talking about or, you know, nerfing Infinity Stones, um, you know, the, like you said, different Easter eggs of who are the characters that are around, um, you know, the, the whole establishing that mag- his magic's not going to work and doing all these things they have to do it quickly concisely and so we can move on to tell the real story um so like you said a, a lot of the stuff that you're you're talking about paul it, it's good conversation for what we do like i don't think like if i was to run to my sister who might watch this show that she's looking that deep into 
the character development or to the, the right. stripping down of Loki. Right. I think for us, we we are the type of people that do want to get into that. That's why we choose to do this. This is why we sit around and we talk into microphones for, you know, a a however long length of time getting into how we think the characters feel and what this means for the show overall and this and that. But I think for a lot of people, they're happy to just have that break from reality for 30 to 50 minutes and call it a day. And maybe they'll chat a little bit about it with someone at work or something like that. And like, oh, yeah, it was good. Oh, that scene was cool. But like not really getting into the the nitty gritty of everything. And I think this episode was honestly, I think it was so good in a way that's like relieving because i think while people people were excited to see this old loki at the same time they had the same reservations that paul you expressed about like i loved that other loki we watched him grow we had this character development you know he turned into a different person and he sacrificed himself for everyone um that's not the same guy that just got pulled from <laughs> from uh you know getting like arrested by the avengers basically but this episode was so good and kind of like it didn't it didn't take the place of character development but it really like shot him in the stomach with like hey guess what bud this is what your life ends up being and like what a sombering moment to watch your whole life or at least the important bits play out in front of you until it's over and that's the end of your life and you know how you die um i mean the the bottom line for me is that it's it this episode was so good in a way that was like reassuring so i'm not like jumping up and down about it i just feel like calm and like yeah this is going to be good i'm not like giddy i'm excited but i'm like excited in a calm way where i know i'm about to be taken care of by this show if that makes sense. No, no, it, it definitely does. And so, you know, and a lot of it has to do with, uh, I want to say the quality of the actors that Marvel is bringing in, uh, you know, this, this time is just like, you know, with Owen Wilson um, being brought in and then, you know, Tom Hiddleston and just watching them like duel back and forth and like they've been doing it for this dance for years. And sometimes you wonder with time travel type things, maybe they have been doing it and they understand what's going on. Now, the, the, the time travel aspect of this and the anomalies and everything else that was going on, it, it made for some interesting choices when it came to like set designs and some of the choices they made as far as clothing and just the overall aesthetics of the show because I don't know how you guys are, but when you think time travel, you're thinking, you know, or, you know, these, these time police or whatever, you're thinking that this should be like the latest, greatest technology we haven't seen. But yet, like I, I, that part of the story was so interesting in me to see like an outdated Pepsi product on a table, like film being used, uh, older looking again, clothing, televisions etc where do you think that, that that kind of stuff like they make choices for a reason 
do you think that's going to have something to play out in this uh, show, Paul? I mean, so they they said that, you know, where wherever they are, the uh, the bureau of the time variance authorities, um, that that whole place, it is. It's like that place that we saw like once in legends that was basically the same thing this place that existed out of time where they monitor things but you know obviously this is this is done much prettier yeah um but i you know they mentioned that like time works differently here and it kind of seems like nobody nobody is ever not working they're just like always there and existing and it's it's almost like a like a limbo of anyway um I, I feel like it is obviously an intentionally done uh, from like a creative standpoint, but as as far as like them, they're utilizing this technology. I feel like they 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 meld together like everything they can so that you're never like super used to like you got this old ass looking computer that projects this like hologram onto the wall that can be vaguely interacted with because like a chair gets thrown through it and then it like you know re reconvenes um I, I feel like that would that would keep you in the best frame of mind for being able to react to whatever time travel situation you're going to whether it's the past or the future or whatever you're going to understand like rocks or crappy old keyboards or holograms because you utilize all of those consistently at the job okay Lauren, what do you think about the sets and all that? I mean, I I loved it. I was really happy to see. Um, I'm a, I'm a sucker for like, I don't know. I guess kind of like f- anything like 40s to 60s in terms of like um, advertisements, propaganda, like anything like that. Um, so Miss Minutes was was great and like i know that that's not technically a set thing but it's still like environment and stuff and like it's, the, it's the, a feel the whole yeah. design of yeah so I'm, I'm a sucker for that i love when stuff is like technologically advanced and yet the setting feels old i'm a sucker for it that's it like that's i i think everything looked great um nothing looked cheap nothing looked silly um i think that logo for the tva is so good whoever's job it was just to design a logo for a non-existent company basically that's like not even like a corporate sort of thing like not money making it just they deserve a raise or the promotion or i don't know they did great i i loved it i thought it was really really good um yeah Oh, also Miss Minutes was Tara Strong, and that's super cool and important. Um, When I announced that out loud after watching the credits, it did not get the kind of reaction that I was hoping for. It got a, oh, and I was like, no, that's amazing. Shut up. We're watching the credits here. Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I didn't even whatever. I didn't even watch the credits. So that's it. That's information that I didn't know. But you got it. You got it. Miss Minutes not- is Tara Strong. Um, and Tom Hiddleston has an executive producer credit, which I thought was really cool. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. So as far as storyline goes, 
and Owen Wilson's character uh, thinking that he can use Loki as this tool or help like where do I I, I question on because it just kind of like left us out there you know and they what are we battling here because I've seen different things that there could be multiple Lokis throughout time fucking around have you guys read that no about like this show specifically yes, this or show like specifically no. okay what 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 are we getting at here what because loki has to have something to battle here or do with the time authority and but we don't know like so i mean they said where, it's him they said it's him outright um but it's just a matter of what version of him yeah. and from when there is there's a character that has been killing you know causing these anomalies or these these variant variations variances so you think he's fighting himself at this point i think well i mean yeah it's it's uh fucking what is it silence of the lambs shit where they recruit him to help stop him yeah but the the him that we are stopping is that like is that literally like tom hiddleston playing a second character is that a an like a true alternate loki have they cast somebody else for that is it going to be female like there's there are a lot of directions that we could go with that and and i guess like you kind of alluded to is it just one other loki or are there several others um because what we're we we know like where the direction of marvel is going you know, it's been leaked through the Spider-Man. It's been leaked. To, I mean, would you even call it a leak through Doctor Strange calling the multiverse? And and so, you know, we get these different timelines and they talk about the multiverse and they talk about a multiverse war and avoiding a multiverse war. Like, where are we? For me, it's like that's what I am starting to question here is that we are getting to that point to where we know that they acknowledge the the existence of the multiverse, that we know that Spider-Man is supposedly bringing back all three Spider-Men to do a live action into the Spider-Verse. And like even if they don't do specifically that, we know that they are pulling, you know, these villains, these other characters from these other dimensions so like regardless other dimensions fact that's we're done move next you know next thing yes and and so we're getting to that 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 idea of that this is going to exist and that these are these anomalies and you know it was like weird and again the, the the time travel thing is always the the most complex thing to try to cover or try to understand you know and Flash did it with a whiteboard of like we do this and then they were drawing on like their little cartoon about if we do this and this anomaly happens and then it ends up turning into like the New York street systems of, you know, this is what could happen. And I mean, just just their little Apple watches. Every time something happened, you saw that that variance line. And if it hit that threshold, it like it would become an alternate timeline. So they had to do the reset before that happened. And, And so like this was 
was always like a question for me when it came to Endgame. It was always an issue that I had. It was that we have these variances, whether, you know, people want to admit it or not. Steve Rogers growing old, giving up the shield and going back to Mary Peggy Carter is a variance. Is it though? If it's part of what the, um, you know, the, that's, I think that's always the issue with time travel is, is it? Well, like, okay. So, but we've got specifically said that the Avengers going back in time was meant to happen. Yeah. So even though it changed something that was meant to happen, the issue, what they did was supposed to happen. Loki wasn't supposed to escape. Yeah. But like, is that, is this like their get out of jail free to kind of fix some of those holes? I mean, yeah, the the three like yeah. time gods that just tell Abraham on the mountain, the fucking uh, TVA, what should happen and how and when and who you need to judge in what way. Like li- literally that like that that premise like removes all possibility of loopholes because it just it is what it is. Everything that happens is how it was supposed to happen. Unless we are specifically focusing on it in this show, because that was bad and we have to stop it. it and and it uh, you know, as as good or bad as you might think that is, it is what it is. And it's like reasonably airtight for what the situation is. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. But it, it was always like that one statement bailed out the Russos from their story that yeah. blew. And like, like, that's all you got to do. You just got to figure out what the, wor- what the wording is and pop it <laughs> in somewhere. And like, you're set and they did it. Yeah. And and I think that would, that that's probably like one of the bigger takeaways for the MCU at this point is that they kind of retconned any problems that they had because I mean, how long ago was Endgame? What are we at now? 43 years. 43 years? Did you yeah. say 43? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 43 years ago, and, and the Russos are still defending their choices on time travel. And the, the fact that, you know, how, uh, you know, e- e- even, the, like I said, the whole Steve Rogers thing, the whole um, Thanos dying in 90, you know, earlier in 2000, whatever, instead of in 2018. And, Hearing like that kind of statement saying, well, you know, the, these these three idiots on, like you said, on the mountain said so. So it's OK. OK, I just like you, you magically in three lines of dialogue have fixed issues. Now, you always wonder if that was part of the original storyline or this was like, you know, the, the Internet's right. There's some issues. How are we going to fix this? Time God said so. Yep, Time God said so. We have Time Gods? Yeah, they're here. Yeah, refute me. <laughs> so. And I, and and whether or not the Time Gods even exist is like, that's a whole other thing. But as far as story goes, you know, this is, we're, we're set. Anything, like, you can't, obviously you could still have your opinions and whine about whatever you want because life and the internet, but like, you, like you can't they have they have eliminated all arguments against anything yeah I, all arguments against them so is there anything else you guys saw in this episode that you do you want to discuss before we get into our final thoughts um I, it, 
like I said, a lot of it was just straightforward storytelling this week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which which is needed. It's perfectly fine. You want to know what's going on. They they made you feel for Loki um, in, in a different way. Uh, I think they established the characters that they needed to. Um, it, it introduced enough theory to make you kind of buy the bullshit. But uh, I don't know. Was there anything else? The when he finishes the reel, like when he's watching his life and it ends, the uh, the reel I believe it says tail Earth six one five slash Earth six one six Loki. Um, and I just oh, I, does it? I thought that was because it it definitely says two things. And the first one, first of all, why would it say the same thing twice? And second of all, the the first one looks much more like six one five. Um, so it's, I mean, really, it doesn't matter, but like the earth 615 and 616 Lokis have identical destinies. Okay. So that, that, you know, a little Easter egg there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Opp- opportunities to, to deposit him back somewhere at some point. I, I don't know, but, um, I think it's interesting to note that, um, that's, I think the first confirmation we've had that this is earth 616. Like in the cinematic universe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Not, I mean, because they kept away from the whole any other Earths before, you know, these last series. So. Right. I uh, I would I would like to open the ridiculous predictions with this is definitely the piece of content that is going to introduce Fantastic Four and the X-Men and every other property <laughs> because, uh, they because, because they're, they're just going to scatter around all of those uh, reset charges and break all of reality into different timelines and each of the different timelines can establish a various team of whatever and the big Infinity War endgame of this set of phases can be a new multiverse war that converges everybody into one earth at the end. And that's why they mentioned multiverse war again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're definitely, um, you're, you're right. If, if any series, if any, anything is going to do it, I think it's probably going to be this. Okay. Th- there's, there's our bold prediction. And with that, we will take a quick break. When we get back, we'll do our final thoughts. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. All right, 
we are back. Marvel on RMD. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash Rayman Digital. We have all kinds of tiers there for you. Go pledge a dollar. Go pledge ten. You get different things for different tiers. We appreciate you. Lauren, I'm going to let you go first. Final thoughts in your RMD score. Um. All right. So I'm going to give... I'm going to give this episode... Actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about it first because it might change. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's happening. Um, I think this episode was solid. It was really good. It was concise. It was um, cohesive in all of the ways that it needed to be. It made sense. It easily explained things and caught people up on things, reminded people of stuff that they may have forgotten about Loki because maybe they haven't watched the first Avengers movie in, you know however many years i think it did every single job that it set out to do um reminding us of of who loki is and was and all of the things in between what we should expect from the show just just solid um visually stunning so good owen wilson is better than i thought he was going to be um and there was just a lot of like weight and gravity to this episode. Like the moment that he sees the infinity stones in that random worker's desk and multiples of them is when it hits him that he's truly powerless for the first time in his life. This place, he can't use magic. He can't use tricks. He can't talk his way out of anything. This really is what they say it is, and he really is kind of stuck. Um, and then it forces him to, or gives him the, the, I don't know, courage or what have you to go watch his life or the, just the curiosity to go watch his life and see who he becomes, how he ends. Um, and it's just, it's, you, you feel for him. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a good time. I think I'm going to give this, episode um an 85 it's really good um but it was also like what i expected it's solid it's a good time it's fun it's informative but i don't want to like blow my load too early you know what i mean metaphorically or whatever yep so we got an 85 from lauren paul what you got I I fucking loved this episode um and any any issues that or concerns I guess that I had with this series and the premise and the characters were like pretty immediately just like blown away um the the line it's not your story Mr. Loffison and it never was has me terrified that I am not going to like the way this ends um but, you know, aside from that, just being in the back of my mind the whole rest of the time that I'm watching this show, uh, I, I think it's going to be a good time and I am I'm ready for more. Can't can't wait. I don't I don't want to I don't want to go too high because I want this to have room to improve, but it was real good. So I think I'm going to do an 88. Yeah. Um, you guys hit most of the things on the head. I, I this was such a strong. <laughs> opening show as far as establishing Loki and where he is in this world, what his powers are. 
you know, establishing his purpose and 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 kind of breaking down a character real quick, you know, and, and not dragging this on and leaving it as it is. And then, you know, we have our go forward. Like you said, o- Owen Wilson uh, was very good at what he did this week. Um, the other characters, the supporting characters, I think everybody um, worked out real well. Um, some of the, the the special effects and like whatever cloud city they're living in these days all looked wonderful. The you know there was humor in it. There was some sadness in it. It it was a very solid solid episode, and I think I'm gonna follow along with Lauren and give it an 85 overall. Um, because like Paul said, I think there's there, there's definitely room to grow here, um, as a show, and I think we'll see that as these shows continue on um, that'll end us with an 86 overall on the RMD score there there's there's a lot going on in this and and I think this show is going to end up being a lot more emotional and deeper than I expected because what I was kind of coming into this was thinking it's going to be more of the comedic type thing and just the way the first episode and the kind of the tone that they said I think we are going to get a a deeper, more serious storyline than I expected. So we will see how it goes. We have five more episodes. This will move quick. We'll have plenty to discuss every week and hopefully you all keep along with us and listen as we continue through this. Remember, you can catch any past or future episodes on raymandigitalmedia.com. I want to thank you, Paul, and thank you, Lauren. And thank you, listeners. We will talk to you next week. I am Iron Man.